Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show, the program for people who love animals. I'm Marie Hewitt and today we'll be speaking with Sheila Choi from Fuzzy Dog and Cat Rescue, who has some exciting news about an upcoming giant adoption event at the Orange County Fairgrounds. Later, Kyla Duffy from Happy Tales has some great news stories to share that will definitely warm your hearts. And with the cold weather we've been having, a warm heart is a good thing. It's all great stuff, and we'll get started right after a quick break, so don't go away. More Pet Place Radio is just ahead here on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to give a warm and fuzzy welcome to Sheila Choi from Fuzzy Dog and Cat Rescue. I'm so glad you could be here today. Thank you so much for having us here today. It's an honor. Well, I have never actually heard of Fuzzy Dog and Cat Rescue before. I've heard of lots and lots of rescues, but this is the first for me. So tell me a little bit about your organization. Yes, um, our organization is a 501c3 nonprofit animal welfare organization. We're based in Southern California. Um, We take in um, abandoned and neglected and very badly abused dogs and cats from Southern California. We take them into our foster homes and we rehabilitate them and rehome them for permanent placement. Oh, wow. And is there a place where people can go maybe on the Internet to see what animals are available if they're interested in adopting? Yes, we have a website, fuzzyrescue.org, and they can check out our lovely critters uh, for adoption. Um, we also hold various events at local pet supply stores, and they can check our schedule on, on the website as well. Oh, that's fabulous. And how many adoptions do you think you do every year? Um, every year we oversee the placement and rescue of about maybe 200 animals, dogs oh, and cats. great. So you're a pretty big organization then. We try. Okay. <laughs> We're expanding. Oh, that's very nice. And do you have a pretty good volunteer base, too? Yes, we have about 20 very hardworking volunteers who commit about maybe 30 hours per week. Okay. And we also have various seasonal volunteers who help out during the events. Okay. Now, you have a very big special event coming up, and that's one of the reasons I've invited you down here today. It's going to be over at the Orange County Fairgrounds. Correct. Uh, It's called the OC Pet Days, and we're going to be one of the participants, and it's going to be a very, very exciting time for families and, um, you know, uh, rescue critters that are looking for homes. Now, Pet Days, is that just for rescue groups, or are there also going to be some uh, pet supplies and cool toys for animals and things like that that you can get? Yes. On this day, uh, there is actually a swap meet that will take place adjacent to the rescue um, rescue event. And uh, during those um, swap meet uh, hours, they sell various collars and leashes and various trinkets and charms for your uh, dog and cat. Okay. And is there any entertainment also? Um, I believe so. Uh, every year it's different. Um, this year, I'm not sure which singer has been confirmed, but there, it's always a very loud and um, a lively event. And are there usually some dog and cat shows, too, that people could come and, and watch? I know uh, some of the canine agility shows have been a big hit 
at some of the pet expos that have been at the fairgrounds in the past. Is there anything like that planned? That's right. Um, last year, for example, we had a uh, German Shepherd show, and this year we're going to have Officer John Reed and uh, his two amigos, we call them, um, a puppet show for kids, basically educating them on pet safety and awareness. Oh, that's fabulous. How many years has your organization been attending? Um, we This is our second um, year that okay. we're going to be attending. Again, OC Pet Days, this is the third year for them. Okay. Um, they hold this event biannually um, in spring and fall, March and November. Okay. And it's always a huge hit for everyone. Okay. And, and when exactly will this be taking place? It will be taking place two days, um, March 27th and 28th from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m in Costa Mesa at the Orange County Marketplace. Okay. And do you know what the hours are? Yes, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. You probably just told me that, didn't you? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Got to get it out a few times just to remind people, especially people like me who have about a two-second retention. <laughs> Is there a, an admission? Are children free? Are adults? Do they have to pay? Yes, there is a very minimal, small donation um, admission um, fee of $2. Uh, okay. It's free for kids 12 and under. Oh, wow, that's a bargain. And how many rescues do you think will be there? Um, there will be probably a dozen rescue groups. Um, my rescue group, Fuzzy Rescue, will be there in addition to um, breed-specific rescue groups, um, including the Dalmatian Rescue, Basset Hound Rescue, German Shepherd Rescue, and the Golden Retriever Rescue Group. Oh, wow. So this is a great time if you're interested in adopting a dog. Are there going to be any kitties there, too, or is this limited to dogs? There will be dogs and cats. Okay. And not only that, but folks who come by and talk with these rescue groups and um, mingle with these animals, they can really learn whether or not it is the right time for them to adopt a dog or cat. Um, and really be educated on the importance of responsible pet ownership, um, the cost to owning a pet, um, and proper vaccinations. It's really, this event is all about promoting humane education and responsible pet ownership. It's a great event for children and adults alike. So even if you're not ready to get a pet, you could come down, you could meet some of the animals, get an idea of what rescues have learn about what it takes to be a good pet owner, and then later, when you are ready, you could contact one of the rescue groups that Ab you met. Absolutely. Um, it's all about really education, and really um, it's a great opportunity for families to study the breeds and the mixed breeds, um, and, you know, even if they're not going to be adopting at this event, they can really, you know, keep note of which breed would be the best match for them and their families. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, shelters are required by law to spay and neuter all their pets before they are adopted into a new home. Do rescues, I know they're not bound by law to do that, but do rescues generally make sure all of their pets are spayed and neutered also? Correct. Uh, prior to adoption, all pets, dogs and cats, are spayed, fully vaccinated, dewormed, defleed, and um, a lot of times they go through a whole very comprehensive veterinary exam prior to being placed. And even at this event, um, the rescue groups, um, like our, ours, um, are mandated to bring in only spayed and neutered dogs and cats. Oh, that's really good. Yes. Okay, so everybody who's going to be getting adopted is going to be already a, a turnkey pet. That's right. Wow. Now, how many pets do you have? I personally have five dogs and a cat. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it's a full house. Oh, my goodness. It's what kind of dogs? Um, I have uh, four of them are uh, puppy mill rescues. Um, three are beagles. One is a Westie Terrier mixed dog. Uh -huh. And uh, the last one is actually a foster slight um, permanent resident in my uh -huh. house. He has two legs. 
Oh, no. Yeah, his name is Scooby-Roo. How does he get, does he have a little wheelchair? Yes. We raised money, and we were able to buy him a custom cart, Aww. and he walks around like a kangaroo. Wow. He's very precious. Oh, that's amazing. How old is he? He's He just turned about a year old on Valentine's Day. Was he born that way, or was this an accident? Yeah, they the vets say that it's a congenital defect as a matter of indiscriminate breeding. People just breed, and, you know, it's um, a matter of irresponsible breed, backyard breeding. Yeah, oh, that is so sad, but I'm glad that he ended up with a nice family. Yes, thank you very Sounds much. Sounds like it's a failed foster. That's <laughs> what we call them when they end up with the foster family for the rest of their life. That's right. We always make fun of each other. You know, uh, we see this a lot, foster failures. Uh-huh. And that's how our families of uh, critters just grow and grow. And, and that's why you have five cats. That's right. Or five, five dogs and five a cat. Five dogs and a cat. <laughs> how does your kitty get along with all these dogs? Um, the dogs love the cat, and the cat, She's indifferent. Oh, I get it. She's definitely alpha. She's a diva, and uh-huh. she will let the dogs know if they're being a little too rowdy, and she has a personality of her own. <laughs> Very cute. Well, I can totally picture that. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about Fuzzy Dog and Cat Rescue. Um, how did you get involved, and, and what are some of the best stories that you could tell me, some of the more successful stories? Oh, um, I'm always so happy to share that. Um, basically, it started off with after... Um, I, when I went to undergrad at UC Berkeley, I committed my weekends uh, helping dogs and cats getting adopted through another foundation called the Milo Foundation. And every weekend we would go there and try to place dogs and cats into loving permanent homes. And it just became such a huge hobby of mine and a huge passion. I just saw through the eyes of these dogs and cats how much help they needed from these humans. And um, after I relocated back to Southern California, I realized the problem is even larger. Um, So many pets are unfortunately being euthanized because there are not enough homes and um, folks um, really need to be a little more responsible about breeding and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, getting their animals fixed. Uh, So I decided to establish Fuzzy Dog and Cat Rescue here in 2005. Okay. And since then we've grown. We've placed more than 600 pets uh, thus far. Congratulations. Yeah, and uh, we also specialize in very special needs um, dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I first started, we took in a small beagle dog who had been hit by a car, and um, people thought that he wouldn't make it, and no one was really coming forward to um, save him and come to his rescue. Uh, he had been picked up by the pound, and he was uh, due for euthanasia mm. because the shelter doesn't really have a facility and the resources to really treat and confine and um, monitor the treatment of these special needs or injured animals. Right. So we were contacted. We took this dog in. We named him Tommy. And it took us about a year to fix this fractured bone, to give him therapy, to get him fixed, he had a huge hematoma in his ear mm-hmm. because he had been so neglected. Oh. And, um, you know, his skin, there was uh, half of his fur was missing. And he just had so much love and joy and passion to share with people. In spite of his terrible experience. That's right. We took wow. him in after a year of getting him all fixed up. We placed him in a lovely, lovely home. They adopted him right away. And right now he goes to the beaches, he goes to swimming pools to get uh, therapy in, in the water, and it's just such a heartwarming story, and wow. this is what keeps us going. That's what makes it all worthwhile. That's right. Well, I'm glad that you are doing that, and let's remind everybody, I'm sure you have a website, let's tell everybody what that is and remind everybody about Pet Days one more time before yes. I let you go. Um, our website is fuzzyrescue.org. Again, people can see what animals are available for adoption. 
And also, um, OC Pet Days, again, will be coming up on March 27th and 28th from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Families, children are all welcome. Uh, pets are unfortunately not allowed, um, bird, personal pets okay. and birds. Um, kids are for free, 12 and under, and there's a small admission fee of $2.00. And again, there will be a slew of very, very reputable rescue organizations and other um, animal welfare organizations, including the OC Ferrets, again, the Orange County Humane Society, Basset Hound Rescue, Pet Rescue Center, um, German Shepherd Rescue, and a slew of other breed-specific rescues. It's going to be a great event. Sheila, I'm really looking forward to the big event at the fairgrounds, and I want to thank you for stopping by today and giving us the scoop on Spring Pet Days. Thank you so much, Marie. It's been an honor. We need to take a very quick break now, but we'll be right back with Kyla Duffy, who has some great new happy tales to tell about real pets. The Pet Place Radio Show will be back in just a moment here on Retro 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to welcome back our special friend, Kyla Duffy. Hi, Kyla. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm doing great. How are you? It's been a long time since we've chatted, but I'm doing pretty well here, and I'm glad to hear you're doing well there. <laughs> yeah, it's going great. I've been getting a lot of your emails about all the latest stories that uh, you're putting out with the Happy Tales series, and I was wondering if maybe you could share a few with us today. Sure. Geez, we just keep trucking along over here. We've actually published books on uh, Boston Terriers was our first one, and then we did uh, Golden Retrievers and Labrador Retrievers and Dachshunds and Pitbulls, and our boxer book just got printed, and now we're working on German Shepherds, Chihuahuas, Pugs, and Great Danes. Wow. And, and how are you getting all these stories? Are people sending them in to you? They sure are. Um, generally, we partner with rescue groups because we like to use our profits to donate back to them and help support their efforts. Um, and so what we do is we ask the rescue groups to please ask their members to send us stories. And, and most of the time, that just works out fine, and that's how we get all our stories. And um, we use the best ones in our books. You wouldn't believe sometimes we get 125 stories for a book, and our collection yeah. period is usually a month. So no way. people love to share. So you've had a pretty big response then to Happy Tales. We sure do. And, you know, we've, we get such great um, ideas from our authors, too. For example, one author who was in the Boston – no, I'm sorry, she's going to be in the pug book. She came to me and said, hey, I've got this great poem that I wrote after I lost my Boston Terriers, and it really helped me cope with um, – pet loss, and would you make this a book? And I said, well, you know, it's going to be really hard to make it a book because we don't really work with color books much, um, and that would have to be in color. So we made an e-book. So now she's got an e-book about pet loss on our website. And so we get these great ideas from our authors, too, to do other things. Okay. Tell me a little bit about the background of Happy Tales. I know we talked about this before, but 
I, I know we have some new listeners out there, so let's remind everybody what Happy Tales is all about. Yeah, well, I, I won't go into the whole story about Bill, my, my um, puppy mill rescue, Boston Terrier, but what happened was I just um, I wanted a dog. My husband said no. I said, can we foster? My husband said no. And two weeks later, we had our first foster dog. <laughs> right? That's how it always works. Yeah, that's good. So um, anyway, it, it's been over the last two years a wild ride learning about puppy mills, um, you know, the commercial breeding facilities where dogs are known to not really be cared for, and um, just learning all about the pet industry and those kind of things. And from my experience, I've had 24 foster dogs now, and from meeting them and learning about them, I was inspired to want to share the stories of not only the dogs I foster, but other dogs, you know. And what I learned is so many people... They want a purebred dog, you know, for some reason their heart's captured by this particular breed, and they don't realize that you can get one from rescue. So that's one of the real main missions of Happy Tales books is to get the word out that if you want a purebred dog, you can get one from rescue. If you want a purebred puppy, you can get one from rescue. You sure so that's one can. Of the things. You know, yeah. it, it's so frustrating for me because I've been working in humane care for about 30 years, and all of my friends... They know exactly where I stand on rescue and adoption and spaying and neutering. And and I have to tell you, it's it's so frustrating because I'd say, you know, probably 70% of my friends have adopted uh, purebred puppies from, from breeders and pet stores. Well, and you can't call that adoption. <laughs> you, they went out and bought a dog. Yeah, and, and I just get so frustrating, frustrated, in fact, just the other day, a very good friend of ours said that he just got a pug puppy from a breeder. I just feel like banging my head against the wall because not only has he encouraged that breeder to breed more because clearly there's a market, but a dog that was in a shelter or rescue now has lost the opportunity for a home. It's it's an uphill battle, but I, I actually, on the other side of things, I did have one success story the other day where my friend's husband was set on wanting a purebred boxer puppy. And mm-hmm. I said, that's great, but let's go to rescue. But unfortunately, our boxer rescue around here wouldn't adopt out to them because their fence is only four foot, which, you know, I can understand how rescues will say that, but, you know, you can also say you're not allowed to leave your dog unsupervised outside because he's right. going to jump your fence. You know what I mean? Anyway, they, I talked, I had like an hour conversation with her, and she ended up saying to her husband, you know, well, let's just go look in the shelter. And they came home with a one-year-old mixed breed boxer mix and they're thrilled so All right. <laughs> sometimes you can get through to people and it yeah. is frustrating to me why would you pay fifteen hundred dollars for a dog when you can get a perfectly good one and support a rescue and support a good cause for a few hundred dollars that's right and you're getting a dog a home that's already here rather than encouraging more dogs to be born when we don't need any more dogs to be born exactly i think what's the american humane statistic is i think 8,000 dogs are in shelters each year, and 4,000 of them get euthanized or something. Oh, it's, gosh, it's... it's uh, I'm, I'm sorry, million, 8 million yeah. dogs are in shelters, <laughs> and 4 million get euthanized each year, something like that. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's atrocious, and we need to do something about it. So Absolutely. Happy Tales Books is my effort to do something about it. <laughs> okay, and, and how long has Happy Tales been around? Well, so that's what's really exciting. I only published our first book. I started the company in May. We published our first book in the end of last June, and since then we're now working on our ninth and tenth books. Wow. So we are just popping these out, and they're coming out beautiful. They're full of about 50 stories, 60 stories in each book um, from people who have adopted and fostered and 
um, loved these um, wayward dogs. <laughs> I'm I'm particularly fond of German Shepherds. So, is there any way you can share one of the uh, German Shepherd stories? Oh, geez, uh, yes. But <laughs> you're going to have to talk to me for a minute here, so I can pull it up <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> well, while you're pulling it up, how can somebody who's interested in one of these uh, beautiful storybooks get one? Well, um, our books are sold on Amazon.com, and the series is called Lost Souls Found. But the best thing to do would be to visit our website because we have a lot of free ebooks and all sorts of things there. And the website address is happytalesbooks.com, and that's T-A-I-L-S mm-hmm. and books with an S at the end. So okay. happytalesbooks.com. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, I did actually want to mention, if you don't mind, that one of our free ebooks is the Mill Dog Manifesto. And it's pretty much a pouring out of my heart about what I've learned about puppy mills and breeding. And it's it's by no means bashing breeders in any way. It's just if you do decide you want to get a dog from a breeder, here's how you select a reputable one. Here's what a puppy mill is. And then it talks a lot about rescue and fostering and why you might want to adopt a dog that's maybe a little less than perfect. Mm-hmm. So I hope people will go and download that for free. Okay. And that's on Happy Tales Book. Happy HappyTalesBooks.com, and in fact, for the tenth person who goes and downloads it and says that they heard about it on the Pet Place, I'll send a free book. Oh wow! <laughs> Let's sweeten the pot a little, because I really want people to read the Mill Dog Manifesto. Okay, that's very cool. Thanks, Kyla. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, we're almost there for the German Shepherd book. What kind of German Shepherd story would you like? Well, how about one that looks like it was a lost cause but had a happy ending? Let's. Uh, I actually had a German Shepherd who was definitely a lost cause. He had six homes in six years and wow. was just a, a mental case by the time I got him. But uh, I ended up having him for six more years, and he was just a sweetheart, uh, probably one of my best doggy friends ever. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> well, here here's a great one. I just found one, and this actually was provided to us by... Hot Water Rescue, which I believe is in the Northeast, and they don't specialize in German Shepherds, but they had this one great story. Um, So here we go. Several months ago, a dirty guy reeking of alcohol dropped off his German Shepherd mix, Max, at the pound where I work as an animal control officer. Admitting he made Max live outside, he said he no longer wanted the dog because he kept getting hit by cars. As, (laughs) As soon as I laid eyes on Max, I was in love. And the more I found out about his situation, the angrier I became. There was obviously something wrong with Max's back end because his nails and the tips of his toes were worn off and gushing blood from being dragged during his one-and-a-half-mile walk to our facility. The guy went on and on about how his neighbors had to feed Max because he couldn't afford dog food while I tended to Max's wounds, exhaustion, and thirst. I was shocked and saddened to find that Max had suffered for four years in the hands of this man. I tolerated his babbling for a few minutes until he raised his hand to Max, and Max cringed right to the floor. I was done. So I asked the guy for the $50 surrender fee to get him out of my office. He told me he would have to walk to the bank to get it and complained about the heat. Could he come back another day? No. I took his dog and his wallet and told him to take a hike. I wanted him to suffer just as he had made Max suffer. The guy did come back, paid the 50 bucks, and Max was officially free of him. Over the next several weeks, Max made himself at home in my air-conditioned office on a nice, soft, clean blanket atop his caranda bed. We gave him as much food and water as he wanted. 
Whenever I got up from my desk, poor Max would get up to follow. It pained me to watch him walk. I tried to get a rescue to take Max in, but everyone was either full or they wanted to know what was wrong with him. Finally, after almost losing hope, Barbara from Hot Water Rescue agreed to spring him and help me pay for his vet care while I rehabilitated him. After almost a month at the pound, Max was finally going to be a family dog. Our apartment is on my boyfriend's parents' 30-acre farm, and they are kind enough to let me bring home animals from time to time. It's a nice environment for Max, with other dogs, cats, ponies, donkeys, horses, chickens, pigs, you get it, (laughs) to keep him entertained. It was also time to begin getting Max the vet care he desperately needed. Tests and x-rays confirmed that Max had perfect hips, which was the only good news. Oops, 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 too many pages. (laughs) Oh, here we are, okay. Uh, uh, He also had heartworm and chronic degenerative radiomyelopathy. Uh, And that's CDRM, a progressive spinal cord disease. There is no cure for CDRM and no treatment. It just gets worse over time eventually affecting Max's ability to walk. In a month or months, the vet couldn't tell, I would have to put Max down. Or maybe I wouldn't. Extensive online research revealed that Max, uh, that many dogs with CDRM remain mobile by using a wheeled cart to support their back end. So after collecting donations to help with Max's vetting, I still had enough money left over to buy the dog cart. Poor Max was such a trooper while my boyfriend Tim and I sized it to fit and strapped him in. At first, Max didn't know what to do, but within minutes, he had the hang of it and was off down the driveway. His first stop was to greet Tim's dad, and then he was off to say hello to our pony and donkey. Again on the move, he made another stop at the wood splitting area to hang out with all the guys. Everyone was so happy to see him out exploring without dragging himself from spot to spot. I can now take Max out for long walks, and he no longer has any pain. He simply rolls along in his cart with booties to protect his feet from sores. I actually have to put him on a leash because otherwise he'll take off. Uh, When I brought Max home, I wanted to show him what being loved was all about, even if our time together would be limited. Little did I know that Max would show me that even in the face of adversity, a little ingenuity can help one beat the odds, at least for a time. And that was by Carrie DiLorenzo. Wow. (laughs) And other people can submit stories, too. They just need to go to your website. Exactly, and it doesn't need to be on a breed that we're working on necessarily. We'll always keep the stories on file, whether it's you know for a cocker spaniel or a bulldog or even mixed breed dogs. Just let us know what the dominant breed is, so we know which book to put the dog in. Kyla, these stories are so amazing, and I'm so glad you were able to tell us one today. We need to take one last break, though, but we'll be back in just a bit. So please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on Retro 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. It's that time of year again. The Swallows are returning to San Juan Capistrano, and in celebration of this event, you won't want to miss the 52nd Annual Swallows Day Parade and Mercado on Saturday, March 20th at 11 a.m., Head on over to downtown San Juan Capistrano and enjoy this amazingly festive parade followed by an old-fashioned street fair in historic Town Center Park off El Camino Real from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. For more information, visit www.sanjuancapistrano.com. 
koalasparade.org. That sounds fun. And don't forget to check out the Pet Place website at petplace.org to find out more Pet Place news. And once there, click on the contact link and say hi or give us some suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed on this show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please stay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.